Mandi sida baskutai Rapandush katai libra andus kai libra tundushi labare Zida bandush katai libra akatandusi librodus Mandi yadai libro kotandi kandu prokotandi debus Maliko ramandush katai libra andush katai Sida babandu katai labra akatandu shadai Libra babado kumara basha katapare kitando shadai libaba bando si libra akatando shadande ku makando shikitete libra akapando shadai. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. We welcome you, God. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, you are welcome. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome, O oh God, Spirit of the Sovereign Lord. Shakai da bando shadai libra ikatando shadai. Lord, libra ika, take your place upon the seat of our emotions, upon the seat of our appetites. Lord, as we proskineo, O oh God, as we serve the living God, libra akapatindi kupando shadai libra ikapapando shadai. Labra ata. Roko kotoman de bandisi libra ikapai libra katapapai librokoto as we proskineo o god rakata makapo rokatande shadai libra ikata rekete pokoto we proskineo o god so that you may be mindful of us ikapa mata barakatokokotapande ikapapai ratapa you may be mindful and you may visit us o god as we prosecute ikata Tapa la bashanda, rata pande de de bokumala bashanda da baba. As we understand what was written, libra katapa, the word that is, akapapando shata, the graphe, libra katapa papa. As you take us behind the veil, libra kapando shadai, libra kapando salabrakata, mando kokoto, you are God, you are a what and you are who. Makaba. Libra Kata, the creator of all things, father of all spirits, Libra Kapando Shadakata, God of gods, Libra Kata, King of Kings, Libra Kata, Lord of Lords, Manda Kata Papa, you are spirit. Spirit, Libakandoshkata, and we must worship you in spirit and truth. Matai Librakata, Zedaba Shadababa, what is man? Labra Akapandoshkata, Libra Ikata, Librakata, what is man that you are mindful of him, O God? Rikita Libra, throughout the remaining Librakata days, Likatoko, when we come out of this, O Lord, Ikapapa, upon the eve of the summit, Librakata, all things will align nicely that we will enter the summit to have encounters life-changing experiences oh god callings giftings destinies will be revealed 
Alabasha, Lebracata Papa, Zeda Bandos Coto, Rande Kabai Labrata Cocoton de Shaikapapa Labracata, Mando Sorobobosata, Father of the living spirit god spirit of the living god we thank you god that we have the opportunity to be makala brashadada in your presence oh lord libra katala bro komando shkata la baba we don't want to know your ways we don't want to know your acts though we want to know your ways we want to be in your presence we want to be face to face oh god labra akatondo shadabarakata we want to understand and establish the things that we were created for what is it that you want to catalan bound us of for lord what is it that you want to apprehend us oh god laba shadabakata Ah, Lord, so we may know you. Ah, we may yada librakata ikapambo kota dekete librata. We may yada yada the living God libra makabandoshkata ilabaselebokoto lababa. Lord, let us be your vessels as well as your vessels, vessels of honor, God librakata. Ah, librakata. It is a reasonable, it's a reasonable service. Ah, bashandedeo to present our bodies as a living sacrifice a living sacrifice simultaneously oh God that we are vessels we are vessels so you may do what you will in us and through us and for us that you may license heaven on earth for our words for our actions be moved by your spirit we are set apart commissioned libra from the foundation of the world libra katapando purposes destinies to change be agents of change oh god in this season so father we just thank you lord we just honor your god we welcome your spirit to take his place take your place take your place lord ah come and visit us in embassies homes clusters everywhere wherever lord you are not a god that is restricted by time you are outside of time you inhabit time you can visit us simultaneously even those that are watching this on replay oh god you wish none to perish i know that every single one of us are unique every single one of us was created for a purpose that only we that only we can fulfill it in this generation in a world still full of sin with many wolves behind the pulpit oh lord you are raising up a new generation you are raising up men and women that just want to serve you to live for you ah, not to just say words and not just to 
Ah, pay lip service, God. Lebra ikapando shadala brakatando shadai. Mandekete, Lord, use our lips for battle and our tongues for war. Use our lips for battle and our tongues for war. La brakata, you have written your laws in our hearts. You have circumcised our hearts. La brakapande shadai lebrakata. Mandekata pa, you are love, God. That is who you are. You are love. Manda bashkatande kete. But we know, oh God, that you are a God of justice. Justice and righteousness are the foundation of your throne, and mercy and truth goes before you. For we know that many are the thoughts in the mind of men, but it is a plan of God that is established. So, Lord, uh, have your way. We say, have your way. Less of our hustle and more of your gender. Less of our hustle and more of your gender. Spirit of the sovereign God, visit us. Visit us. King eternal. King eternal. Immortal. Invisible. Most wise God. We ascribe honor and power and glory to you. La bakando shadada bakata mande seta lebrokoto for you are a God that is jealous. Aba shadada bakata you are Elkana and you will not share your glory for never. Mande kabai la bababa yet it is lebrakata the glory of God to conceal a matter. La bashande lebo lebra and the honor of kings to search it out. Aba shadada baso Father pray Lord behind this pulpit tonight let this be a nexus between heaven and earth and lord put your words in the mouth of your servant as he continues to reveal the mysterious hidden from the from the foundations of time tonight oh god let kairos and chronos align let there be another dot, another connection, mark another meat on the bones as we establish understanding as our spiritual eyes are reopened and we understand what it means to worship and walk with a spirit. Rada the king spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. And so, Lord, we bless you tonight. So we bless you tonight. We're expecting. Lord, I, we, we use the word anyhow, a move. But really, you don't move, we do. You're not the, you're not the one moving. We are. And as we move relative to you, the Bible says if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. So Lord, tonight we draw to you. Be now with us. 
be now near us speak to us pour out your glory in this room strengthen the lecturer but also the listeners accomplish accomplish your glory accomplish the end result of your glory your glory your glory breathe on us tonight fill us till we overflow we want to run over help us to run over tonight by the glory that is in your name unto you be all glory unto you be all glory all honor and all praise we give you our worship now and for all days tonight lord as your word comes forth heal the sick set free the captive break down the chains that held that hold us back from progressing into you let someone's journey of consecration into you of alignment of koinonia of fellowship be shifted to another level let the things of which we speak and hear become practice to you be all praise in the name of Yeshua now would somebody somewhere clap your hands oh you people and would we shout to the Lord with a voice of victory glory 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 to the King welcome to night eight um reminder that this is the long haul somebody say we're in this for the long haul 40 days in total tonight is nine eight night eight meaning including today 33 days and after we're done with tonight we'll have exactly 32. Um, and i like the countdown because not only are we counting down till the end of this prophetic journey but by inference we're counting down to the Kingdom Culture Summit. Somebody say the Kingdom Culture Summit. And if y'all don't know what a Kingdom Culture Summit is, you better ask somebody. Someone say, ask somebody. Say, neighbor, ask me, I'll tell you. It is the premier watering hole for believers seeking the Lord in the pursuit of apostolic faith and supernatural and biblical encounter with the Lord. Uh, this year, the summit is going to be a coronation. Some say coronation. Going to our next year as a house, um, and by house, I mean our wider. Give me some keys and uh, shalom. We're going into a, a year themed government, governance and governing or governors 
In essence, the summit this year is a coronation. It's a season or a transaction for the putting of crowns on the head, putting of men and women on thrones of Zion and of handing them scepters of righteousness with which to govern for the Lord in his grace. Um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. If you haven't registered, please do so right now. Uh, the details will be on your screen again. Uh, summit.kculture.org is where you have to go to. Um, I think the, the banner, yes, there we go. Summit.kculture.org. And also for those of you who want to financially connect and be a partner with putting the summit on, uh, I think our budget has now gone north of £30,000 for this year's summit. Well, we don't spend money, we spend glory, don't we? Um, so we, we're looking at north of 30,000 pounds now, and it seems to be climbing. The budget seems to be climbing every day. Uh, and so if you want to be a part of um, laying out the buffet for a region, uh, there is a, a facility on the summit site where you register to give. If you want to get in touch with us directly, you can send us an email at, for now, uh, contact at kculture.org. Uh, we should have, I think we currently have, I just don't know what it is, but we have an email uh, now for the Kingdom Builders Partnership Scheme, a partnership uh, pro, uh, program and or family. And so I'll, I'll release that to you probably by the time we're done. If I sound like I'm whispering, it's because I'm literally standing here by grace. So stretch your hands and say, Lord, give that bold young man grace. Scream, say, God, strength. Uh, so I am going to do my best tonight to conserve my energy because it's a long run. That's why I got my coffee. I need it. Amen. Coffee is, a, coffee is the 10th gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. But, but um, we'll get through tonight together. And also... Uh, if you want to be a volunteer in any way at the summit, uh, the details are on your screen. Um, and so we, um, so I believe there is a video, there is a link in the video description to a Google form for those of you who want to volunteer. And by volunteer, we mean you want to do anything. You want to be an usher, protocol officer. You want to help with the media. You want to. You know, uh, if you want to help with the children's uh, ministry, we will need to vet you, obviously, for legal reasons. Uh, but pretty much any way you want to serve with your time that week, uh, we, if you can think of a way, we probably need you or hands in that department. Uh, we've grown from wanting to do a very tiny thing. Uh, when the summit first, when God said, start the summit again this year, we haven't done it for three years. My initial thought was, well, we'll just do it in the embassy studio. And that would have capped the attendance at about 80 of you or 90 of you. And God says, you do your summit at your embassy studio, but you go do mine, you know, and it's just expanded in both scope, size, budget. Uh, but every step of the way, God has been more than faithful. So let us get to the word of the Lord tonight. Someone said, let's get it. Let's get it. Now, come with me to the book of Daniel. Uh, just down a little tiny bit. Uh, Daniel chapter 11. Uh, Daniel chapter 11. As usual, I have my two running mates with me. Um, the amazing 
brother Tony Biden, who is my personal assistant and one of the most special human beings that I have met uh, in my life, a man who loves God and for some reason loves me. Amen. Um, and of course, uh, I've got Minister Chrissy virtually holding us down tonight in addition to the amazing media team and admin and logistics team of Kingdom Culture. If I mentioned everybody's name, I usually leave someone out and then I get in trouble, Tony. So um, y'all know who you are. Rev loves you and that from a deep place. Right. We are continuing now. I should say this. Like I said yesterday, you notice that not every day is a seamless transition on this journey from the previous day. That's intentional. Because if I were to unravel every single thread that we are discussing to its fullest, we'd be dealing with this series for an entire year. Are you with me? It would take us an entire year. Uh, just take the gain down a little bit of the, yeah, or the overall uh, volume of the keys. We'll be dealing with for a whole year. Literally, I could teach what I spent the last eight days or seven days teaching. I could literally teach just the last seven days, Tony, for a whole year. And we might not exhaust it. And so what I'm trying to do in this season, in this, with this series, is to open a portal of understanding, give you the, found, the biblical foundation. Uh, 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 is, is the thread, uh, is the, the keys down? Just overall, the overall volume. The overall volume on the device. Yeah, down, please, just a bit down. Um, is to give you the biblical foundation for something I want you to go and unravel in your own time. So there's days where wherever we get to, we stop there and we pick up with a brand new thought. Well, not brand new, but with the next level of the thought the, pre the following day. Knowing that there are unresolved threads from the day before. So anything unresolved is your homework. And if you have any issues, you can send us questions. Um, CSO, do you mind if I use that? You know what? Send the questions to my personal, my ministry email address. So, Chrissy, put that up on the screen. RevIsrael at kculture.org. Uh, you never know. I may, uh, like I did a couple of days ago, I may go online on Instagram and do an Instagram live to answer your questions. Also, about two or three times over these 40 days, we will have sessions that are question and answer sessions. So, for instance, this coming Monday, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to confirm. But I think this coming Monday has been set aside as a, uh, a day to deal with questions. So today's Thursday, today's day 8, so Friday's 9, Saturday's 10, Sunday's 11. So day 12, we will be dealing with questions from days 1 to 11 uh, all night long. But send the questions in to revisraelakculture.org. Also, that reminds me, before uh, we go to the Word of the Lord tonight, I saw a comment, um, so uh, somebody asked me a question a few days ago, and so I went on Instagram Live on Tuesday afternoon to answer the question uh, in an Instagram Live. It was an amazing time, an hour in the Word and fellowshipping with many of you, and then we put up the Instagram Live on my YouTube channel. So there's three YouTube channels you want to be uh, subscribed to. The first one is Kingdom Culture TV. That's Kingdom Culture Movement's official YouTube channel. 
That's one of the channels where this stream you're watching is on now. The second is Prayer Culture Apostolic Hub. It's a non-denominational platform of intercessors that Kingdom Culture founded but is now a part of running. Uh, and that is different from Kingdom Culture as a whole in that it is non-denominational. It's made up of people from different churches, different ministries, many of them pastors in their own right. Uh, and then the third is called the Cherub Messenger or the Cherub TV. That is my YouTube channel. If you wonder what the difference between my YouTube channel and Kingdom Culture is, I am not Kingdom Culture. I am a part of Kingdom Culture. There is far more to this amazing ministry vehicle than this man. And so that channel deals with me and my ministerial expressions alone. So sometimes you see things that are on the Kingdom Culture channel that are also there, but that's my channel. And so it's, Kingdom, it's the Cherub TV or the Cherub Messenger. Go there and subscribe if you haven't. It'll bless you. And so we put up the, um, the thank you, Holy Spirit. We put up the Instagram Live on that channel. Uh, was it yesterday? And somebody put a comment that broke me in a positive way. And I want to read it. I don't, you know, I, I just failed to read it because this is why we do what we do. Um, my family watched me pretty much stumble out of the house tonight. And sometimes you may wonder, those who love me, and even I myself wonder, why do we do what we do? Why do we make the, why do we make the sacrifices that we do? Um, nothing I would rather be doing tonight than have my legs laid up in bed, the nice, warm, electric blanket of duvet, sipping on some lemon tea. But this is why we do what we do. The person wrote, we, we, we had a conversation for an hour on how prayer generates power and authority. And the person wrote this. They said, this is the kind of teaching some of us are literally crying out for. Explanations of the workings of the spirit realm, in bracket, learned by dedication, and passed on to those coming after. This gives knowledge which catapults us forward in our walk with God. We can benefit from this insight and not have to discover it ourselves, but we can stand on the shoulders of, in quotes, giants. Thank you, sir. Tony, I read this literally as I pulled up in the car park of the embassy studio, and I was ready to go back home and say, Lord, that's it. I was ready to go home and say, can I, and when I mean, I mean literally go home, like upwards into eternity. This is why we do what we do. This is the reason for it. Um, this is the reason why we are called as a house. This is my personal mandate as a man pursuing God. It is to make sure that our generation does not die as the last generation that had an inkling of what it was like to really walk with God. The Bible says one generation shall praise your works to the next. Meaning if one generation misses it, it's gone. And the reason why we have needed to have reformations in the body of Christ is that generations came where certain things were missed. 
and were gone. And God had to raise future generations to rediscover Tony as deep what should have been normally passed down. Like I told you, this entire series, one of the reasons I'm doing it is that the moment each of my sons, one is, one is going to be 10 soon, the other one's going to be 9 at some point next year. The minute they get to 12 each, I want to sit down with this 40 days curriculum and say, sons, this is how to walk with the God of your fathers. And I can guarantee you it will not be deep to them. Because one, they would have seen it in operation in my life and their mothers. And secondly, it won't be presented as deep revelation after years of being discipled in theory. It'll be what they're brought upon. What many of us go wow today when we hear the most, in my opinion, the most shallow strands of apostolic revelation is because they were lost to generations. Generations rose, like the Bible says in Israel, that did not know the Lord, that had not experienced his dealings. And so this email, this, this YouTube uh, comment, excuse me, literally captured my heart because this is why we do what we do. And so kingdom culture, if you ever doubt why we go through the lens we do as a house at extreme cost and sacrifice to those of us, many of you watching who are involved in making this house run, please, this comment was not just for me. It was for all of us. Alrighty, let's go. Uh, Daniel chapter 11. <laughs> Chrissy, hit me. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. This, now, this is where we started from. Every so often on this journey, Tony, we will come back to Daniel 11. Because Daniel 11 is the fulcrum of our teaching of this 40 days. John 4 is the center, in my opinion, of the understanding of walking with God. But the reason for, our, for this 40 days journey is found in Daniel 11. Such as do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and exploits. Now, let me remind us where we started from on night one. Because we're moving to another gear after tonight. Tonight is, comes, is the end of quote unquote chapter one. The fact that the enemy is fighting or doing wickedly against a covenant. So I'm going to say a covenant. We define a covenant as the parameters by which a spirit, now this kind of covenant, you can have in covenants between human beings, but the concept of the covenant that scripture refers to, the old, the new covenants, <coughs> are the technology or the framework by which a spirit being is licensed to interact with humanity and operate in the earth realm. In essence, the memorandum of understanding, the MOU, by which an Elohim is regulated and regulates in his relationship with humanity and his ability to function in the earth realm. And that if you will walk with God and any spirit, you must understand the concept of covenant. Covenant. And we will do a whole night or two in some point on on covenant as a, we're going to go through the old and the new covenant to understand how they exist, work, function, and where the... Okay, we'll, we'll get there. 
And so, we also establish that the purpose of the covenant is because the Elohim wants to, in the case of Yahweh, he wants to dwell among his people. He wants to be Emmanuel. We see that in John chapter 1. We see that in Genesis chapter 2 and throughout the Bible. And so, there needs to be a framework that grants access and license for a divine being to tabernacle consistently and continually in and among men. And the framework for that is, revel is regulated by a covenant. And so the enemy is not so much fighting you as an individual. He's, real, he, he's called the Satan, the adversary, because he is in a contest in his mind. He's really not in a contest. But in his puny little twisted mind, he thinks he, the same way uh, uh, an ant is in contest with a boot, but he believes he's in contest with the Most High. And so, since he cannot get at the Most High, number one, and number two, he cannot get at a human being or the human race when we are correctly established like Adam was in the office of our ordination, his only resort is to attack the covenant because the covenant is what keeps us in that position and connects us with our maker, our Elohim. And by attacking covenant, he can hurt God and harm us. Two different words. Hurt God. You can be hurt without being harmed. So God cannot be harmed, but he can be hurt by his, the breaking of relationship with his children and what happens to them as a result, and also harm those children, us. So that's the first thing we established. The second thing we established was that there must be the knowing of their God. And the word God there is Elohim. Not Yahweh. It's not referring to him as a personal name, like Tony. It's like saying, if I say, please call that man. We know that man is Tony, but I'm not calling him by his personal name. I'm emphasizing his masculinity. If I say, we need two strong men to lift this table. I then say, um, you two young men over there, please come. I'm pointing out that while I know your names are for an example, I'll just give an example, right? Your names could be Miracle and Gerald. I'm focusing on your masculinity because I'm calling you to do something that I believe your masculinity is key to. They that know their Elohim. So we're talking about Yahweh here, but specifically referring to him as Elohim, meaning a spirit, the king spirit, but we're emphasizing his spiritism because it is key to this understanding. In essence, you must know him as Elohim. Okay. Thirdly, we are not the only people that have an Elohim. There are other human beings with other Elohims. So if they know their Elohim, they can be as strong as he permits or allows, and they can do some level of exploits, which is why the Bible says that the children of the world in this generation are wiser than the children of light. They know their Elohim better than we know ours. But now I want to come to the word I intentionally left out on day one. I touched it real quick, 
but now I want to break it down. It's the word no. Yadar. Right, Tony? So let's look at that in the interlinear Bible or interlinear uh, lexicon. They that know, the word no is the word yadar. And let's remind ourselves what yadar means. And you'll see why this is coming after yesterday. Yadar or yadar, depends on what accent you use, means to know, to learn, to perceive, to find out. Someone say find out. So there's an active component here. It then says to discern. So there's a component of experience. To know by experience. To discriminate or distinguish, in essence, to draw the boundaries between one thing and another. To recognize, admit, acknowledge, confess, consider, to be acquainted with, to know a person carnally, in essence, intercourse, to be perceived, instructed, or known. Does that make sense? Yada literally means, this is my definition, an experiential intercourse between two things that results in experiential knowledge. I don't just know about you. I am aware of you on a practical experiential level. Can I get an amen, somebody? So the Bible says, and we looked at John, for, I, I, no, I can't repeat the last seven days. I could spend the whole of tonight just summarizing the last seven days. I ain't going to do it. No time. So please, the, the, the playlist is in the video description. Well, we've arrived yesterday at the point about fellowshipping. We looked at communion, koinonia. The Bible says here that there is a class of people which this entire 40 days is designed for who will yada their Elohim. Hmm. They will yadar their Elohim. Now, you will know or notice in the Old Testament, or even in the New, the Bible, that many times it says somebody knew someone else and a child was born. In essence, when you know someone, listen to me now, listen, listen, listen. This, this, this is something you may not have seen. This may be new to you. This may make you shout. Tony, Adam knew Eve. The Bible didn't say Eve knew Adam. Adam, can, can somebody get, see, PAS36.fun, if you are watching this stream, anyone, and you think it's a good idea to spam it, we don't mind the, the normal spam. If you think it's a good idea to spam it with, quote unquote, devilish, demonic content um don't 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 test god's patience and i'll leave it there amen don't don't, don't test god's patience i'll leave it there um so can someone delete that nonsense for me Go take that foolishness somewhere else all right so where was i 
the one doing the knowing is the projector. The one being known is the incubator. Stay with me now. Adam knew Eve. Adam was the one, quote unquote, doing the impregnation. Pardon? The deposit. And Eve was the matrix that was accepting the deposit to hand it back as a full-fledged. This is Adam knew Eve and left a seed. Eve incubated that seed and presented back to Adam a full human being. Called Cain and then Abel and then Seth. You will see in scripture, there are times that the Bible says a man knows or should know or should try to know God. There are other times that the Bible talks about God knowing a man. Someone say, hmm. Can you guys handle this? God knowing you means he is making a deposit. Colleen, let me know. I need some backup for this. I don't want anybody throwing stones at me and saying I'm being. God knowing you means God is introducing his DNA into your ecosystem for a return harvest. You knowing God means you are introducing, quote unquote, your DNA into God's ecosystem for a return harvest. Now, we looked yesterday at the concept of fellowship, at the mingling, koinonia, he that is one with the, he that, he that you know, he that um, is one with the Lord is one spirit, right? Okay. Now, in, th- so, let me, let, let, me, let me go back. Forgive me tonight, like I said. My brain and my body are a little uh, uh, weak, so I may be a bit discombobulated, but we'll get there as long as you pray with me. Um, So the summary of the relationship between the spirit, Yahweh in this case, and the man, us, is called fellowship. That's what our spirit wants. Not domination, not not subjugation. Now, there are other Elohims that want domination and subjugation. Ours, Yahweh, wants fellowship. He wants to, in essence, he wants a blending. So, we proskineo worship in spirit and truth. We looked at that on days two and three and four. He will, excuse me, he will be mindful of Zakar and visit Pakad, right? And in the combination of those two sides, worship, mindfulness, and visitation, we have the boundaries of fellowship. That interaction with us to him and him back to us as a loop is called fellowship. Someone say fellowship. We dealt with that yesterday. Now, in that fellowship, there is knowledge. In essence, 
He knows us and we know him. Are you ready for this? Let us come to 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13. I want to show you how this system works. Yakobasi narunante kapahati. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing irritable bowel syndrome tonight. Any issue of the bowels, the bowels, the bowels, we heal by the power and authority of God. Jesus heals you in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians 13 from 11. Paul is speaking here, he says. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. Hint, hint. You can be a child in an adult body. And I'll, I'll leave you there and move on. But when I became, someone say became. So become, being a man is a, is a becoming process. He says, I put away childish things. So you don't mature by accident. <laughs> Hello? Maturity is a conscious function to put away childish things. He then says, for now we see through a glass darkly. Someone say darkly. But then face to face. God says to Miriam and Aaron, I reveal myself to prophets certain ways, but there's this guy with whom I speak face to face. Panim to panim. That's fellowship. The word face in the Hebrew, I don't have time to show you that tonight, but I've taught this over the years in, in the Quran. Panim means the countenance, the face, both in terms of the physical features, but also the desires, the directions, and the agendas of a person. So, True fellowship means there is a face to face. That's what he meant when he was talking to Moses. Bible says, God says, I speak to him face to face, listen, as a man speaks to his friend. Face to face, meaning we can exchange ideas, perspectives, desires, boundaries, and parameters. That is fellowship on the highest level. Monica, be healed in Jesus' name. I didn't know that was for you. Be healed in Jesus' name. You see, the, God is so wonderful. And we command that thing to never return. We shut it down in the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Tony, that's where God wants all of us to get to. All of us to get to. Where God can speak to us face to face. Where there's fellowship, in essence, the concept of worship and mindfulness and visitation rises to a level where God can discuss with us as sons and as a bride the state of affairs and the affairs of state. Heos. I repeat, he wants to be able to fellowship with us about the state of affairs, meaning the nitty-gritty and the affairs of state, the larger picture of what he's up to and his desire. First Corinthians 13, let's go back there, Chrissy. He then goes on to say, but then shall I know, even as I am known. Mm. Now this is deep. Paul says, 
He currently knows me more than I know him. And this is the continual situation that every man who walks with God finds himself in. Minister Morin, yes. The state of affairs and the affairs of state. This is the... Now, see, if you are not aware of this, it means your walk with God is too shallow. But when you reach certain thresholds and milestones in your walk with God, it suddenly becomes very apparent to you, Tony, that there is a knowledge imbalance in your fellowship. The Bible says God knew you, Jeremiah 1, from before your mother's womb. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8 that he foreknew us from the foundations of the world. He then says those who he foreknew, Romans chapter 8, he predestinated, in essence, based on, now notice he didn't know about you, he knew you. God was intimate with you before you existed in a tangible dimension. I hear me, somebody. You don't believe it. Look at Genesis chapter 1. Why does God create Adam? Gives him instructions. Blesses him. Are you listening to me? Blesses him. Provides a boundary of, of resource and purpose for him. And then in chapter 2, he also says he blessed them. Male and female, he created them. Then in chapter 2, after creating, talking to, blessing, and giving instructions to mankind, he then forms Adam, and then some time later, pulls Eve out. Who was he talking to in chapter 1? You see, it's not fair, this relationship we have with God, in a good way. God doesn't know, see, Tony, God did not know about me. He knew me because he's eternal. He dwells where? The Bible says he's the high and lofty one who dwells in eternity. 10,000 years ago, I existed in eternity. Yesterday night, I called an impromptu meeting for some of us. Those of you who came, thank you. We dealt with some stuff and we're settled in our hearts. It's been sorted out. And I said, see, when you pray from a place of stature, the outcome you're praying for already exists in a dimension. You're not begging for it. You're walking into a library, into a, into a control room. You're searching for the archive of the outcome. Because if it is God's will, it already exists. Your job is to find it and, pre, and re, reverse engineer it into time. It's like taking a cassette from a library and playing it on your VHS player. Bible says all the days of our lives are written in his book before one of them was lived. So God has been intimate. So Tony, that's why when Bible talks about God knowing all things, being prescient, Tony, God has, God has interacted with you. There's no choice you will ever make he has not already interacted with you concerning in the realm of eternity. And listen, you are pregnant because he's known you you are pregnant with his possibilities. There are things that are of God that have been impregnated in your reality for a future manifestation. 
fellowship means there is a knowledge. The one doing the knowing leaves a deposit in the one being known. So Tony, there are things in your life that will emerge in certain seasons that will surprise you. They won't surprise God because he knew you. But Paul says, let's go back, Chrissy. I want to know as I am known. In essence, there is a place in this koinonia where you start to make deposits into God. Where he trusts you, right, to use him as a matrix to give you back a developed form of what you made him pregnant with. This is what we call stature. And listen, before a man gets here, that spirit will have tested him to prove, in essence, in the spirit realm, knowledge is the reward of intimacy, not the other way around. We think intimacy is the reward of knowledge. In essence, if I know more about God in my head, then I'll have a better relationship with No, it's the other way around. The more I know God, the more, exp the more I walk out a knowledge of him, the deeper levels of intimacy he grants me. Because intimacy is a double-edged sword. He doesn't want you leaving things in his womb that he will have to abort. Moses struck a rock and water came out and God was upset, but he couldn't stop the water from coming out. He punished Moses, but Moses took advantage of access to the womb of the spirit to create a scenario that violated heaven's agenda. Are you with me? So Paul says, let's go back, Chrissy. I want to know as I am known. This should be the cry of every believer. While you will always know me more than I know you, can we, can we bring some, a, a higher level? Can we get closer to parity? And Daniel tells us in chapter, chapter 11, he doesn't say those who God knows. Mm -mm. God knowing you doesn't guarantee strength or exploits. For a man or woman to be the wielder of the scepter of righteousness and be strong and do exploits, they must know their God. It is incumbent on the human being to journey into and I'm, I'm being very careful with my analogy, but I'm, I'm, read between the lines. When you hear apostolic preachers talk about journeying into God, there is a very, very sensitive imagery to what we're saying. 
you are literally gaining access to dimensions of intimacy with him that are more and more vulnerable. Dimensions where you are most likely to leave behind a seed. And it is the expectation of the king spirit that you grow in your consecration to him. Worship him in spirit and truth. Jesus says, if you love me, you will do my words. He says, he that does my words, listen, he that abides in my words and them in him. The word that I speak to you is spirit and life. So what is one of the ways you walk in the spirit? By walking in his word. Talk to me somebody. Not listening to it, not writing notes about it. By not, not even just obeying it from your head. But by confining the boundary of your reality to the spirit of what he says. It is at that point you get trusted with knowing him as you are known. Salvation already is knowledge of him. You can't get saved without experiencing God. That's one knowledge. But it's the beginning. There, there is expected to be a pilgrimage literally into him. That is not just designed for pleasure. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Ooh, no. The same way in marital relations, while knowledge brings, yada brings pleasure, there is more than the instantaneous pleasure. There is the bonding that develops by the release of certain hormones, the connection of heart and mind, but there's also the procreation, the exchange of DNA to where you become one flesh. We looked at last week. We'll come back to one flesh in a, in a week or so. The same way God wants us to become one spirit. Are you with me so far? Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. Remember, this is all on the, on the back now of, of fellowship, right? What we looked at last week. Fellowship, koinonia. Okay. So, let's look at how now, um, excuse me, excuse me. Every human being who walks with God will find an Old Testament patriarch or two with whom they are most, um, they most connect with. Mine is Paul. Right? It used to be David. Um, because there was a time in my life where I was a lot more than David than I would like to admit. But as I have matured in the things of God, I'm finding myself less... Now, I still love David, don't get me wrong. There's dimensions of David that are still very much a part of my fabric. But um, I'm glad that there are some of David's struggles I no longer can currently identify with. I can from memory and experience... And I have a lot of compassion for people. But thank God, like, you know, the Bible says we should follow on to perfection. 
God has pulled me past that ramp on the highway of knowledge of him. So in this season of my life and walk with God, Paul is my guy. I don't just mean his writings are my guy. There is a part of Paul that says to me, that's you. Even his assignment, I can identify with to some degree. His temperament, his, and listen, his, his rabid passion for God. Because when we think about Paul, we think about Paul as the scholar and the anointed apostle who was able to didactically teach what all the apostles practiced. Paul was the one apostle who was just as good at communicating God as he was as demonstrating God. Even the epistles of Peter and James and John, to a degree, are more descriptive than explanatory. Paul has a gift for making. Paul, you know, and uh, a, a friend of mine said this to me years ago, and I just, you know, one of the comments I'll never forget, I treasure with all my heart. One of the, he said to me, he, he said, brother, you have a gift for making complex things simple, while many preachers make simple things complex. And I was like, whew, can I have that written on my tombstone? I, I, I feel a kinship with Paul in that dimension. But we forget that Paul was every bit as passionate about God as David. That's why I said over the years, I have transitioned from David to Paul. Because in Paul, I see a more mature David. There, see, if you read Paul's writings, you will see the same fire for love for God that burned in David. You see the same bull in a china shop pursuit of the glory of God and of intimacy with him. But you see a man also who came to understand who he was pursuing. You see a guy who wasn't just passionate. He had zeal with knowledge. And Philippians chapter 3 is perhaps one of the most striking examples of this phenomenon. Let's go there. Let's go there. Philippians chapter 3. In the first few verses, he first lays out his Hebraic qualifications. He was telling them, see, I'm a, because he was writing to Hebrews, right? Some of them were, some of them were, were, were Hebrews. He says, hey, don't, don't, don't think that I'm a Gentile. I'm a Hebrew's Hebrew. But in verse 7, see what he says. Philippians 3, 7. But those things that were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. Meaning, I made up my mind I was not interested in them. My Hebrewness, my training, all those things have no importance to me. He says, yea, doubtless, and I count all things. I taught this a few months ago, remember? That every believer in the journey of alignment, you, will first, you must first count some things as loss. Then you get to a level where you count all things as loss. Alignment is both specific and generic. There are things that are specific to you. So, God, I give you my life, yes. Then there will now be some things particular to your life that God will specifically come to collect. He says, but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Listen, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Now, see, uh, this will not be for these 40 days. 
in another in another series i will you know this is this is this is part one this is the basic foundations when we start to go deeper next year on another journey like this we will talk about the concept of winning christ and it will defeat the nonsense uh, uh perversion of the grace doctrine because the same man who taught us grace right as free and by faith i've got one no yeah also taught us here that there are levels at which you win Christ. In essence, there are things you must walk away from to win Christ. So Christ is not just a gift. At some level, he becomes a prize. Write that down. Write that down. To the, to the baby believer, prize is first a gift. You start the journey with a gift. As you mature, he becomes a prize that requires a price. Are you with me? To the mature, as you get to a point in your walk with this spirit, where the dynamic shifts from, so there are things to be found at the gift level. Salvation, gift. Healing, gift. Provision, gift. In essence, the things about what God can do for you are a gift. God knowing you is a gift. But the things which God can do through you are a price. Or prize that require a price. Christian, let's go back. See, see, this is Bible, isn't it? Let me repeat. I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge. Pause. The, the word excellency means, let's go there. Let, 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 let. Well, I'm trying to be quick, but, but you know what? I, let, let, I rather, rather do a, a thorough job that takes too long than a shoddy job that goes quick. Let, let, let's look at knowledge here. I give, I give you an assignment. Please go and study all these this entire sentence this entire passage right philippians 3 the entire passage study in the greek each word but it's what hyperico what's hyper hyperecho what does hyperecho mean hyper echo it means higher better to be above superior in rank authority power to excel better than to surpass comes from two words hyper and echo i'll let you go break those two words down on your own so there's a comparison. Someone says there's a comparison. You cannot have something being excellent without it being compared to something less excellent. So if there is the excellency of the knowledge, it means this knowledge is higher than another one. Would you agree? You can call it the deeper knowledge. Someone say deeper knowledge. Of Christ Jesus, not Jesus Christ. Hello? Not Jesus Christ. When you come to the cross, you meet Jesus Christ, the man who is the Messiah. As you walk further, you encounter Christ Jesus, the system of heaven's government, Christ as revealed through the man kayana ebo 
Paul says, I went from the gift, now I'm pursuing the prize. And the price for the prize cost me my life. I want a knowledge. Someone say knowledge. So in the ecosystem of fellowship, in the mingling we talked about yesterday, there is a dimension where I am pressing further into, he has pressed to the depths of me. See, he has reached the core of me. I'm now traveling into the core of him. Because for the fellowship to occur, both of us have to enter each other deep. And since I am finite and he is not, it will obviously take me a lot further, longer. It will take me eternity to get into him. It took him instantaneously to get into me. See now, this is the conundrum, before I go any further, Tony, of walking with the spirit. Especially the king spirit. God can get into you in a moment. It's miracle. Why are you this student tonight? Yes, it is the glory of a king to search out the matter that it is the glory of an Elohim to conceal. But we'll get there. If not tonight, maybe tomorrow. Where was I? God can, see, a spirit can enter you in an instant. It's called salvation. It may take you your whole life to enter the spirit. Let me repeat. A spirit can enter you in a moment. It will take you your whole life, both in duration and extension, in essence, if you live till you're 90 and you get saved at 20, not only will it take you 70 years your whole life, it will also take the whole of your current life. Not just your church time. Not just my spirit, say, you know, my spiritual life. I don't, we don't have, no, nobody has a spiritual life. We all have one life. It's just spiritual. You don't compartmentalize. So it takes your whole life, duration and extension, to enter, to journey into the king spirit. It may take a Babalawo five years to journey into Ifa. Ifa is a demon. Ifa is a normal Elohim. A, a fallen one. A created one, right? But it still takes them long. See, people who live their whole life at a shrine and a cult, it takes them 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years to fully master a finite being, a demonic being. And then the average Christian believes that one hour or two hours at church on a Sunday is enough to gain any kind of mastery of the infinite spirit by whom all creation was brought to being. Someone say, fa, 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 foul. It's a yellow card offense, maybe even a red card offense. Let's go back, Chrissy. You see what I'm telling you that Paul, to me, see, I know chronologically David came first and David is also a type of Jesus. So in terms of rank, 
you may say David is superior. But to me, to this guy, in terms of journeying into God, Paul is David's senior brother. Paul is what David would look like if he went deeper, not just in loving God and experiences with God, but into explore. See, in the, in the later years of David, he started to become like Paul. If you read some of the Psalms, they're almost Old Testament epistles. He starts to describe not just his experiences, but what God means based on them. But Paul, see, Paul's training gave him a leg up. He goes further. Not only do I want to, the knowledge of Christ, he says that I want to win him. There's no time. Look at the word win when you go home in Greek. Just study that word on your own. Then verse 9, he goes deeper. Remember, we're talking about fellowship. So, first of all, I want to know him. Someone say know him. A knowledge, and we'll, I, I don't know, if we, do we have time tonight to look at the Greek words for knowledge? Gnosis, gnosis, gnosko, and epignosis. Three words. Gnosis, gnosko, which comes from gnosis, and epignosis, which comes from gnosko. But, again, if we don't get there tonight, do your own homework. And figure out which of these words is here in verse 8. Verse 9 then says, remember I told you we need to enter. And be found where? In him. Do we now understand the, the Pauline doctrine of being in Christ? Does this make sense now? It's not external theory. It's, an exp it's fellowship. When the Bible says we are seated in Christ, there is a very literal meaning to it. Paul says, I want to be found in him. This journey of fellowship will lead me inside him. Not having my own righteousness, which of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ Jesus. Again, I think this one is for next year, not these 40 days. This is higher level stuff. Right? This is stuff I may need to teach my boys when they're 15, not 12. Verse 10 then says, that I may know him. But hold on, sir. We started with the excellency of his knowledge. And then we moved to winning him than being found in him with righteousness next year. Why, verse 10, we're back where we started on another plane, that I may know him. I have one small problem here. The exact same problem I had when Moses said, show me your glory. Sir, you saw the burning bush. You came with a staff that became a snake. You, 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 you brought 10 plagues. You led us out of Egypt. You got to the Red Sea and parted it. The Bible says you spoke to God face to face as a man speaks to, calm down Israel, speaks to his friend. 
But you want to see his glory. What have you been seeing all these years, Moses? I expect God to say, dude, you drank too much, you know, Hebrew tea. But God actually confirms Moses is right. God says, Moses, this one you're asking for, you know, it's not normal. God says, Moses, this one is difficult. He says, if you see this one, you physically die. So I need to expose you to it by covering you in a cleft of the rock. That when I pass, when my front has passed, then I can uncover you and you can see my back. Sir, at Exodus, see, read the book of Exodus. And if you have a chronological Bible, read what parts of Exodus happened at the same time as what parts of Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. To understand what Moses, are you guys with me tonight? To understand what Moses had already experienced, what he had already journeyed into, what he had already interacted with by the time he was saying, show me your glory. It will blow your mind. And I have the exact same problem with Paul here. That I may know him. Sir. Paul wrote the book of Philippians, if you study his life history, at the end of his time in a Roman jail cell. I hear me. Paul wrote Philippians after he had been taken to Rome and was at the end of his jail cell. Very close to the end of his life. That I may know him. I just told you this is my hero. Right? Of all the men in the Bible, this is my hero. This is the one I look at and see myself in the most. So, if you think, Tony, if you believe that there's anything special about me, if, if you look up to me, this is the guy I'm looking up to, right? Whatever I may be to you, Paul is to me. And Paul says, I, not I knew him. He says, I want to know him. So I want you to reverse engineer that reality. If, so if your hero's hero says, I want to know somebody, what does it say to you about how much I know him? And then if you back that up any further, how much anybody who looks up to me knows him? The guy who wrote, who by this time had written almost two-thirds of the New Testament was saying there are still levels of fellowship to explore and you want to reduce it to 15 minutes quiet time every morning. Tony, this afternoon when I was trying to gather some strength at about 1.30, my body was shutting down, so I just went to take, I tried to take a nap and I couldn't sleep, but I went into the drift zone. Now, I've explained to you guys what the drift zone is. It's a space between sleep and being awake where spiritual interactions can take place. Many times, when I, if I come with fully fledged prophetic words, not the kind, not prophecy, if I come with full words of knowledge, sometimes I got them in a drift zone. 
God comes and speaks to me. Tony, the Spirit of the Lord came to me this afternoon. And he whispered one sentence. Well, he said a few other things. He spoke to me about a couple of other things. But then on his way out, he whispered one sentence to me. Hebrews chapter 11. Let's go there. Let me show you in, in the Bible what the Holy Spirit said to me this afternoon. Tony, it may explain to you why I'm here tonight. Why no physical weakness was going to stop me from coming. Allah Nahadi. Kanindi. This is what we call the hall of faith. Men and women who had koinonia with God. Every man or woman on this list had koinonia with God. Look at verse 16, please. And bear in mind, by verse 16, God hadn't called some of them. So, who had God, who had, let's see who the Bible had referred to by verse 16. Let's go through one by one. Faith is a substance, hope for, blah, blah, blah. Number one, say Abel. Number two, say Enoch. Chris, are you tracking with me? Say, say, say Abel. Say Enoch. Okay. Say Noah. Say Abraham. Say Isaac. Say Jacob. Say Sarah. How many have we counted? Abel, Enoch, Abraham, Moses. No, no, Abel, Enoch. One second, let's go again. Abel, one, Enoch, two, Noah, three, Abraham, four, right? Sarah, five, Isaac and Jacob, six and seven. This was the first pantheon of men who had koinonia with God. The first set on the other side, of, one on the other side, the first set from, from Abel after Adam and Eve until the last of the three major patriarchs. This was like chapter one of God's introduction to humanity. Now, Tony, look at verse 16. Tony, what do you do when the Holy Spirit comes and says this to you, almost audibly? But now they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Listen. Wherefore, meaning for this reason, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Hey! God is not ashamed to be known as their God. Notice it said, for this reason, meaning there was a qualification. There was a time when he would have been ashamed. <laughs> that a man can meet a threshold where God says, now call me his God. There's too many jokers on YouTube this day. Leading churches where people pray, the God of our pastor. Sir, no. He's the God your pastor serves. He may, be a, he may not want to be called. 
Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called there. So, where a man satisfies a threshold of koinonia with a spirit, where the spirit says, refer to me as that man's spirit. Tony and I, I swore in that moment that before I die, God will not be ashamed to be called my God. Tony, before I die, while I'm still alive on this planet, a day will come where the Lord will testify of me in the court of heaven and say, I'm not ashamed to be called Israel Illumidei his God. This is what Paul was talking about. Let's go back, Chrissy. This is the level Paul... See, he says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Listen, we come here again. And the koinonia, the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable Unto death. Because I, now, I, I want to attain the resurrection of the dead. That's for next year. Verse 12. See, Tony, if he had stopped there, he would still have destroyed me. He had already, see, Paul has already killed me. But then he, he wants to desecrate my corpse. He, he, after killing me, he then picked up my corpse, right? and slammed me on the floor again. He said, not as though I had already attained. Sir, Paul, towards the end of his life, either were already made perfect. Now, I told you about following after the other day. He says, but I follow after that I may apprehend that for which I was apprehended. I told you God already knows you. God has already arrested you. That's his move in the koinonia. He then says, how bad do you want to arrest me? Yeah. I want to, Paul says, apprehend that for which I was apprehended. You know, like we like to pray in kingdom culture. I want to take a hold of you, God. You know, you see people like Pastor, you know, every time Pastor Tosin prays it, it just, it just does something to me. Because I remember, I remember the day where, you know, I first preached it in Nottingham years ago. You know, and then we, we, we were, Tony, we were praying all night. Service was supposed to end at like 9 or 9.30. Tony, we were praying till like midnight. God. I want to take a hold of you. We were wailing like crazy human beings. God, help me take a hold. Of, I just want to get a hold of you. See, that a man, see, Tony, that's a lifetime prayer. 
When people say, oh, you know, prayer is boring. I don't know what to pray about. What are you doing in prayer? Yeah, it gets boring to keep asking for the same house, car, and husband. Pastor, you remember. But, but, but when you understand that this koinonia thing is, is, is an infinite loop of journeys into possibilities. So this is how men pray 10 hours. The Bible says Jesus prayed three hours, one thing. When your heart, hey, God, I want to ta- apprehend you. See, I want to arrest you. Think about it. I want to I be a policeman with a, with, with, with a set of cufflinks. I want to stop you on the road. Say, come out. Read you your Miranda rights. God, I want to handcuff you and take you to my cell. I want to process I want to process you. I want to run you through my system. I want to explore you. God, you can't go anywhere. So the question is, what prison have you built for God with your life? I told you on day one or two, it takes a lot to trap a spirit into an atmosphere or, or a vicinity. The word for spirit, same word for wind. It takes pressure. Someone say pressure. It, see, see, see. If if you if you if you, I mean, if you you, you know you buy well, you don't do that in the UK. You just we have gas running. That's why Russia can can break the pipelines. But in Nigeria, growing up, we we bought canisters of gas, Tony. You you go to the shop and you would buy gas. Someone say gas. You'd buy plenty of gas, plenty, plenty, like five or ten bottles, or not canisters, not can like some of them as big as me, some of them as tall and wide as a human being, and it's gas. Someone says gas. So to stop the gas from dissipating. You need to put it under extreme pressure. Tell your neighbor, say, apply pressure. You need to put it under pressure till it congeals and you can trap it in a canister. And if, you, if there is a leak, ooh. Paul says, God, I'm going to apply pressure because I need to trap you. Let's look at, let's end tonight by looking at the phrase follow on and then I'll give you another scripture that we'll look at tomorrow. But I follow after. Somebody say follow after. Let's look at follow after in the Greek. Ima. Aya. It's the word dioko. Someone said Dioko. Dioko means inariaba to persecute. To persi what? Cute. To, to treat with hostility. To harass. Trouble. Molest. Help me, Lord. Or to suffer persecution. Ah, Paul is saying, God, I'm going to molest you. Mm. God, I'm going to persecute you. I'm going to treat you with extreme hostility. I'm not going to take it easy on you. (laughs) 
Stick the keys up just a little bit. And this is why our generation is at risk of not being able to pass a... Bu- see, see, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. I say this with all humility. Tony, um, I have, I'm part of a band of brothers. Many of you know some of them. Men like Apostle Femi Adun, Pastor Shego Akin Kugwe, you know, Apostle Juan Mendez. We have a Nigerian member of that contingent, Pastor Gideon Mba. Um, and time has separated us. So I live in London, just on the outskirts of London. Pastor Shego lives in Scotland. Apostle Femi has moved to Arizona on the west of the United States. Apostle Juan is in Atlanta, Georgia, on the east of the United States. And Pastor Gideon is in Lagos, Nigeria. Now, our brother, Apostle Juan, said one day while we were in a conference, you know, he came to, we, we brought him to Nigeria. We, we, we brought him to the motherland to, to understand. And, and he said that when he began to walk with his Nigerian brothers, he said, he understood that our menu is different. That while in where he's coming from, they serve burgers and, and, and McDonald's, that we serve filet mignon steak. And, and I thought, Tony, he was just being humble. Until I began to observe a very disturbing phenomenon. And I now realize that it's not just geography. It's generation because there is a generation to whom simple things are deep. I'm ministering for my brother Apostle Femi tomorrow. They're on a week long, their version of the week of apostolic emphasis. Every day, 2 p.m. UK time, you can join us. I was there the last two days, but I'm ministering tomorrow. And I want to inform them. Say, see, we sent you our best. Don't, see, don't, 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 don't just clap. Follow. Because I follow some of his stuff and I can see the awe. I can, they're like, wow. Both the teaching and the manifestation of God. Even in the example of his character. And I am gobsmacked that it's deep to them. Because this is basic stuff. Because we built a generation that does not know how to follow after a spirit. Ah. Paul says, I will persecute God. I'll make him tired of me. I'll seek after eagerly. I told you, didn't I, that Paul to me is David in full maturity. David put it this way in Psalm 63. My soul, what is in man? Spirit, soul, body. Remember? David said, as a part of that being, my soul, 
He says, my soul follows hard. Hard. Let's go there. Let's, let's go there as we end. Chrissy, uh, uh, let's go there. Psalm 63, help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, help me, help me. We can do this, God. Keep me on my feet. We can do this. A Psalm of David, when he was in the wilderness of Judah. When? When Absalom was chasing him. Tony, this was when he was being persecuted. When many of us will say, God, why are you forsaking me? This is what David was writing. At his worst point in life, oh God, thou art my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Why? I want to see your power and your glory as I saw you in the sanctuary. Why? Your agape, loving kindness, is better than life. Therefore, for this reason is why I praise you. Listen, he says, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name, Proskineo. My soul shall be satisfied as mar and fatness, your visitation and your mindfulness. My mouth shall praise you. Listen, when I remember you upon my bed and I take my pursuit into my dreams because I meditate on you in the night watches. Because thou has been my help. Listen. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings. He was talking about the Shekinah glory hitting the, 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 the Ark of the Covenant. David would kneel in the tabernacle of David. His life and song of worship replaced Levitical sacrifices. Verse 8. My soul follows hard after you. Colon, your right hand upholds me. You are waiting and looking and trusting for a spirit to give you its hand? No, no, sir. That spirit wants to see if you are capable of persecuting it. It's called consistency. It's called alignment. It's called priesthood. It's called prayer. It's called Bible study. It's called holiness and purity. Spirits don't give you their hand. Until spirits don't give you their last name until you put a ring on it. Let's go back to Philippians. He says, I want to know you. The power of your resurrection. The fellowship of your suffering. They come together. If I'm going to wield your anointing, if I'm going to wield your authority, sorry, your exousia, uh, there will be koinonia at the realm of the, I'll be conformable to your death. In essence, I'll let the same level of death that worked in you in Gethsemane, in surrender, work in me. He says, but I follow after. God, I'm going to give you no rest. I'm going to keep you up all night long. So let me end chapter one of this journey here tonight and tell you that if you will show up tomorrow at 7 p.m., be prepared to inherit an obsession. Because by the time the Holy Ghost and this man is done with you these 40 days, you will be obsessed with God. 
you will find out that there's no high like the most high. Hey, there's no blunt, powerful enough to make you shout like God will when he becomes fire. Shut up in your bones. That's why men of a certain order become strange. See, Tony, I love a joker really shabby with my life. I will tear you apart from limb to limb if you attack her. There is, there is an on, and every year the love goes deeper. This is not eros anymore. This is not filio anymore. There's an agape. I have come to the point where, human speaking, she's my life. Every part of my, I wake up every day from a human perspective with the perspective of what is good for her today. But listen to me, Tony. Even she does not compare to the obsession that I have developed for this being called Yahweh. In fact, my love for her has grown as an outworking of his love for her. He told me to be the channel through which he loves her. He says, husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church. In essence, Ajoke is a beneficiary of my obsession with this being. And so there's nothing she can do. As long as it doesn't tamper with my love for him, she will be the beneficiary. Kadesh and Jeremy are the beneficiaries of their father's love for his heavenly father. So listen Listen and listen good. Not even my natural family that I love. Not even the children I fought for. Each of them a difficult pregnancy. Each of them took years in the natural till God restored out of what would have been my life. I told them when the day they were born, I wrote each of them an email on the day they were born. I said, you were not just wanted, you were fought for. But even they are merely benefactors or beneficiaries of my obsession with the Heavenly Father. So Tony, when a man, this man, see, listen, see, don't just sing songs. Ask the songwriter. So ask me what I meant when I say, I will, we will seek you. We will find you. Then we will, in essence, we can't love you here. I love God. No, that's the Peter kind of love. That's the filial love. Good. Agape comes after seeking and finding him. Mm, mm, mm. you love your wife the day you meet her there's a love you can only have 30 years into marriage the love that has come with lying in the same bed for years one person burping the other person farting right when your hair has grown gray when for one or both of you it's falling out when gravity has started to affect your physical members there is a love that is only possible on the other side of pursuit a life of pursuit When Paul says at the end of his life, I want to know you. Tony, I want to know what that feels like. 40 years from now, Tony, I want to know what it feels like. After having become, by God's grace, by his glory and promise, a Paul of my generation. After having strode the time in which I was born like a Colossus. After like David having served my generation. After having made known the oracles of God. In my latter years, I want to still be able to say that I may know you. Because there will still be dimensions 
of koinonia at that point. And so if you are satisfied with salvation, now you have heaven. Now you can wear what you want. You can speak how you want. You can befriend who you want. You can go where you want. You can live your life how you want because you've secured heaven. The rest of these 40 days are not for you. It's been good listening. You, thank you for listening to me for eight days. You can sign off now. But from tomorrow, we take a step further. And this step is for those who say, thank you for the gift. Now I want the prize and I'm ready to pay the price. I want to. In essence, this koinonia you have established. So with this understanding, what we call alignment and holiness becomes normal. It then becomes, what is the price for deeper knowledge of this Elohim? Simple. Simple. All these rules, don't smoke, don't drink, don't fornicate. Then people are asking, well, uh, the Bible says we should not fornicate. But, but is it really fornication if we keep our clothes on? Please, you don't... Mm, you, no! So it becomes, how far can I run into him? Not how close to my flesh can I stay while attaching myself to him. Take it up a little bit for me. Father, tonight, I'm asking for a baptism of obsession. A baptism. Lord, feeble-bodied and all, I've done my best as humanly possible to express your heart. I've done my best to summarize what you and I share. And it's still nowhere near what we should share. Lord, you know that I do not speak as a theologian. I speak as one on the journey myself. Such as I have. And I am continuing to acquire with you. I give to my generation. Baptize us with your obsession. Lord, I told you a while back. I said, if you want me to let go of anything in my... See, I told God. Some of you think I, some of you think I left my brain at the door. No, 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 no. The guy you're looking at has multiple degrees and qualifications. I'm not stupid like Paul. God found me on the end of intellectual education and had to empty me. I said, Lord, if you will ask for anything... For me to let go of in my pursuit of you. You better present yourself in a dimension that makes that thing insignificant in comparison. And he has kept his word. Hear me. I don't pursue him because a preacher tells me to. I do because I met him. And I continue to meet him. And in every season of my life, when he asks for more, he first reveals to me more of him. And like Paul, I can say, I count whatever he is requiring as dung for the excellency of the knowledge, the ginosko, the experience, the yada of him that I stand to gain. Father, let that same obsession be, be, be the, the, the low water mark of a generation. impregnate a generation 
with a Pauline obsession for you. With a Davidic obsession for you. Father, I pray for every preacher, every minister. Let this be more important than this. Let the place of koinonia be more important than the place of performance. Save our generation. Save us from this carousel of destruction. Let my children's generation not need a reformation because my generation dropped the baton. Make yourself known that we may press into you. Make yourself known that we may press into you. Make yourself known that we may press into you. We want to take a hold of you. For thine be the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Baptize us with your obsession. Give us your burden. Give us the gift of travail and anguish till we birth you. Take us into labor in the spirit till we birth you. Till we qualify to make a deposit in you till you are not ashamed to be called our God. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb. In the name of Jesus, we'll be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. UK time as usual. Um, ah, I Thank you. Tony, please do me a favor. Um, I need to shut down the video there for a second. Just, just take the video on in StreamYard. Um, just. Um, not, you know, I'll, I'll let you know when to do so. Just go to stream you on and shut the video down. Um, I told you this whole week, uh, three of the days I've been with them Nicodemusly, but tomorrow I'm ministry now. Yeah, video. No, no, just click on where it says, um, where it says start cam or something cam. Just, yeah, stop cam, yes. Thank you. So tomorrow at 2 p.m. UK time, same time in Nigeria, um, my brother and my sister, uh, we'll be talking uh, and we'll be going slightly where we've been this last few days. Uh, it's a prayer meeting, but it's also a time of teaching and prophetic flow. Uh, I'm going to be with them. I'm looking forward to ministering for them. Come through. Let's take this deeper together. Um, also remember the summit is... 
now about the after today to be 32 days away starting from tomorrow if you have not registered please do so now immediately summit.kculture.org uh, if you want to give towards it please do so as well you can do that either on the summit registration site or just through any of these details um uh, you, you can start it again now start calm again tony uh and uh, if you want to become a kingdom builder, take the keys way down, way down. If you want to become a kingdom builder's partner, uh, in addition to your giving, go ahead and give. But please send us an email at kingdom builders. And we now have a specific email for this kingdom builders at kculture.org because we want you to be part of the forum through which we give back spiritually and practically to our partners. We are taking responsibility for the fulfillment of your destiny within the parameters another human being can. You have to do some parts yourself, but also your financial prosperity. Also, um, you can be a kingdom builder by giving financially, uh, by being a prayer partner, or by volunteering your time. In essence, something we would have had to pay someone for, uh, you can volunteer to do, and in that way, while you're not giving money you're giving your time and your life that is just as precious if not more precious in the sight of god um thank you chrissy now if you would like to be a volunteer at the kingdom culture summit this year uh, and we have need to keys up just a little bit we have needs for all need for all kinds of volunteers um if you want to be a part of the media team you want to serve in any way on the day uh anything that goes into a conference if, if, if in doubt, if you just say, well, I have some time on my hands, or I'd like to sacrifice some time, I'm going to take a few days of the whole week off work and come and serve, what can I do? Please, 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 there is a description link, or there's a link in the description of this video, on whatever platform you're watching. If you go on it, it'll take you to a Google form where you can put your details in, and so we can get in contact with you, because uh, the summit has grown a bit bigger than we planned. Well, not that we planned, a bit bigger than we initially wanted to at the very beginning when it was just going to be a tiny thing. And so now we're planning for it to be that size. We're going to need more hands on deck than we had potentially uh, anticipated at the beginning. Lift your hands. Let's pray tonight. And like I said, it is this dimension of obsession for God that makes the life of prayer especially long and frequent prayer, common sense. When you are obsessed with wrapping your arms around a spirit, time becomes irrelevant. Purity becomes second nature. It's either that girl's skirt, that man's bed, or more of God. I don't know. Which would it be? Consecration was never designed to be an end in itself. It was designed, or it is the design of heaven, to answer Paul's require, request that I may know you. All the covenant is, old and new, is the technology of heaven to apprehend the one who apprehended us. And I speak that grace upon your life in this season. Run and not be weary. Walk and do not faint. Find him in the secret place. 
and then bring him back with you in the public because our generation needs the dimension of God that all of us find. There is a part to him I can find in the secret place and bring to the public, but there's a part only you can. Do your part. Our generation needs many, not few. And we should not all be preachers. Father, I pray your blessing tonight. And I declare that as some commit to this obsession of pursuit of you, the Bible says that if we seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, all the other things will be added. <coughs> Father, add the things that men seek for as we seek you. Bless us, elevate us, prosper us, heal us, give us the joy that can only come from you as the overflow of pursuing you. That like Abraham, we may be able to say that you are our shield and our exceeding great reward. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. To God be the glory. Greater things he is doing. To God be the glory. The greatest things he will yet do. Good night, everybody. See you at 7 p.m. tomorrow. Bless you. <laughs>